heading into the 2023 MLB season. The Pittsburgh Pirates are coming off of two straight 100 loss seasons. But is it finally time to place some expectations on this team? And what do those expectations look like? Do they win more than 70 games? A couple of projections have them in the 80s, some in the mid-70s. We'll talk about all of that and more on today's episode of Locked On Pirates. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. Thank you so much for tuning in to the Locked On Pirates podcast, as you always do, and making me your first listen, even if they come out in the afternoon, if they come out in the morning or at night. You guys are always listening on Spotify, Odyssey, YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you so much for tuning in as always, and let's talk expectations for the 2023 Pittsburgh Pirates. You are Locked On Pirates, your daily Pittsburgh Pirates podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And welcome back to that Pittsburgh Pirates podcast, everybody. I am again, of course, your host, Ethan Smith, who does the most. Hope you guys are all having a phenomenal Thursday uh, for yourself. And we are here today to talk about expectations for this Pittsburgh Pirates team heading into 2023. Now, when you look at this team on paper, and we'll just jump right into it. When you look at this team on paper, it's a much better group than what we saw end the 2022 season. Now, of course, to kind of talk about 2022 for a second, 2022 was a very weird year for the Pittsburgh Pirates in a multitude of facets. I mean, we saw Josh Van Meter and Yoshi Sutsugo getting a lot of time. You saw the additions and subtractions of a lot of pitchers. Uh, you saw a lot of prospects coming up like Jack Sawinski, Cal Mitchell, Kanan Smith and Jigba, and of course, O'Neill Cruz. So last year, it never really felt like things were ever going to get on the right track because things were constantly changing. There was constantly different lineups. There was constantly different pitchers, different injuries, different, just a lot of different stuff that the Pittsburgh Pirates were dealing with on a day-to-day basis. You move into this year, and you look at a lineup that will probably feature, and of course, uh, before we continue, by the way, I want to highlight the fact that next week we are starting our 2023 preview series. It's going to break down each position, how that position can help the Pirates grow as a whole, and then, of course, Closer to the season or even the beginning of spring training, we'll have a 2023 series or season preview overall for this team as far as what things are going to go right, what things could go wrong on a multitude of different reasons. But going back to the line of construction of this team last year, as I mentioned before, it was just a mess. It was the line of construction this year, though, it gives some some positives to what the Pirates can achieve here. Of course, the Pirates pick up Carlos Santana, they pick up G-Man Choi, they pick up Austin Hedges, they pick up Andrew McCutcheon. Insert those four guys into the starting lineup, and you're looking at a lineup that's going to feature Hedges and a backup catcher, but Hedges is the starter. 
First base is going to be probably a platoon of Santana and G-Man Choi, depending on what hand the pitcher is that day and depending on who plays defense over there. Second base as of right now is Rodolfo Castro. Shortstop is O'Neill Cruz. Third base is Key Brian Hayes. I would say left field is probably Suwinski. Center field is Brian Reynolds. And right field will be Andrew McCutcheon. That lineup features a good mix of veterans and a good mix of young guys. So that already is a good thing for the Pittsburgh Pirates working in their favor. But as you guys have heard me talk about on this podcast, leaps and bounds since the season ended, 2023 again is going to be another year where we're going to see a lot of prospects making the jump to the major league level. But what this lineup for the Pittsburgh Pirates has done this year is giving you the inclination that if these guys play up to standard, like a Rodolfo Castro, like a G-Man Choi and Santana, like a Hedges, if they do what they're supposed to do, it's not just going to be kicking these guys out of their position that they're currently in, which in, in turn will give you more lineup consistency, something, of course, the Pirates haven't had for quite some time. And it gives you the opportunity to let these young guys grow in the system and come up when they are 100% ready, if they ever even are 100% ready for the major league level. And they don't have to come up here and be a superstar right away. They can be a supplementary piece to what the Pirates are trying to do. So when you're looking at the expectations for this team heading into 2023, are they a playoff team? Probably not. I would, I would opt to say probably not. Can they be a competitive team? I would opt to say yes. There is a, p- a possibility out there that the Pirates are a competitive baseball team and maybe keep themselves in the wild card hunt in an NL that is very, very deep. Which is where I'll pose the question. Would you expect, and, and expectations-wise, Would you expect the Pirates to either be a wild card team this year or a 100 loss team again? Which do you think is more likely? I'll give you my answer. A wild card team is more likely. I think this team has set themselves up on paper. Now, let's say on paper, this is pending injury, this is pending trades, this is pending anything that could happen to this team in 2023 that none of us know. But On paper, the Pirates look like a competitive baseball team. They just do. And sometimes that doesn't translate. We see that with Phillies teams of old. We've seen that with the Padres two years ago when they missed the playoffs. We've seen that with a lot of different teams over the uh, course of the MLB seasons we've seen over the last five or ten years, where on paper this team looks great, but then the expectations don't follow. But the expectations for this Pirates team, albeit maybe considered lofty in Pittsburgh, are not lofty elsewhere. So we'll dive more into that here in a second. But as I told you guys recently, we have a new sponsor here on the Locked On Podcast Network. That new sponsor, of course, being an awesome group, by the way. Um a group that you really, really, really have to revel in and enjoy. If you like sports betting, check out FanDuel Sportsbook. 
Make every moment more at the FanDuel Sportsbook. And FanDuel.com slash LockedOn is where you need to go. The NFL playoffs are in full swing, and we're really excited about our new sports betting partner for LockedOn because they're the number one sportsbook in America, FanDuel. And if you're new to FanDuel, that's even better because they have so many great features that make betting sport on sports fun and easy. New customers can join today and get started with $150 in free bets guaranteed when you place your first $5 bet. Just sign up at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn because FanDuel has all of your favorite bets from the money line to point spreads to player props. Plus, you can even combine your bets for a chance at a bigger payout with a same-game parlay. This weekend, things get very interesting in terms of what we see with the NFL playoffs. The Eagles, of course, are favored against the San Francisco 49ers, and the Bengals going to Arrowhead are favored against the Kansas City Chiefs. I'm here to tell you I like both home teams in the playoffs this weekend, so if you want to take that to FanDuel Sportsbook and bet the money line on Kansas City and Philadelphia, you can do that over at FanDuel. All on an app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. FanDuel is amazing for football fans and sports alike. So football fans, don't miss out. Place your first $5 bet to get $150 in free bets, win or lose, at FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, the official sportsbook partner of the NFL and the Locked On Podcast Network. So hopefully you guys are excited about that because I am very excited about that to get into the uh, fantasy sportsbook over at FanDuel. And FanDuel does not have, I don't believe, has a MLB uh, win-loss totals as of yet. If they do, I'll update it and put it in the description of this episode um, so you can kind of get an idea about that. But let's talk win total for this Pittsburgh Pirates team. You've seen a couple of different uh, media outlets place their projections. I believe Fangraphs had the Pirates at 75. I believe it was Steamer that had the Pirates at 83. So 75 to 83, just to me, being the young Pirates fan I am and having never seen this team really win anything outside of 2013 through 2015, to say that the Pirates go from a 100-loss team to a 80-plus win team in the span of a year that's a little lofty to me. 75, though, was the number that intrigued me from Fangraphs because 75 and 87, I believe, would be the record that the Pirates would have if I did my math correctly. I think that's a, a win for the Pittsburgh Pirates if they win 75 games. 75 games, to me, is a very good number to put on this iteration of this Pirates team that we currently have and can talk about. With the way the team is constructed, I if they were going to say Rich Hill, Vince Velasquez, Austin Hedges, Carlos Santana, and G-Man Choi, and all the veterans were all going to stay through the entire year, I could see 83 games. I could see it. I, I'm just hesitant, hesitant, sorry, to give the Pirates that high of a win total and an expectation when I haven't seen what the team will look like yet. Now, obviously, you're like projecting this. You're not going to really know until you see it. 
I just don't think there's any world where the Pirates are over 500 this year. Now, I've been wrong before about this team, as many of you know, as many of us know in general, we've been wrong about this team. I would be very happy to be wrong and see the Pirates go over 500 and go 83 and 79. I just don't know if it, I just think there's less likelihood that the Pirates have an above 500 record at 83 and 79 than if they were to go 75 and 87, which is where my expectations for this team are set a little differently than the projections we've seen. I keep saying 68 to 75. Now, my reasoning behind that is the reasoning I gave a few minutes ago, saying that Carlos Santana will likely not be here by year's end. G-Man Choi, who knows? He he might not be here by year's end. Rich Hill will likely not be here by year's end. Vince Velasquez will likely not be here by year's end. And Austin Hedges will probably not be here by year's end. Of those players, though, of course, the spot that I'm most comfortable talking about for who can be easily replaceable, that's Austin Hedges, because you have Henry Davis and Andy Rodriguez waiting in the wings. The other positions, though, what do you do with first base if you move on from Choi and Santana? I, I don't really know. What do you do with the other two um, rotation spots once Velasquez and Rich Hill are gone? Maybe you put in Priester and Burroughs, but are Priester and Burroughs going to be enough of a work in progress to keep you near that 83 win total? I don't really know, and none of us really know. But when you're looking at the expectations for this team, and we're going to talk about this once the player preview or the uh, series uh, season preview series uh, begins next week, especially player centric wise. Let's just remember this year that this is the best product the Pirates have put in front of us in some time. I mean, since the Jamison Tayo and Josh Bell and Joe Musgrove trade, the Pirates have not been good. And you don't need me to tell you that, especially if you watch the games. But this iteration of the Pittsburgh Pirates has a chance to be something. At least on paper, they have a chance to be something. They could look like a very solid team moving forward. It predicates on a lot of different things, and we'll get to those things here in just a moment. But make sure you check out the Locked on MLB Prospects podcast hosted by our wonderful friend, Lindsey Crosby. And thank you for making Locked on Pirates your first listen every day. Locked on MLB Prospects host Lindsey Crosby is a prospect encyclopedia, and he's going deep on the MLB stars of tomorrow. It's free and available wherever you get your podcasts. So when you look at the expectations for this team, again, this whole episode is about expectations. Would it be reasonable to expect this team to win 75 games? I ask you that. I want your comments on that. I want your comments down there. I think it is. And I'm placing them in the 68 to 75 win range right now. When the season gets closer to starting, I might change it a little bit. I could see 70 wins being the floor 
70 plus wins, I think, is where the Pirates need to be in 2023 to consider it any kind of success. And that's mainly because, as mentioned before, we haven't really seen a good, at least a decent Pirates product since 2018. Throw 2019 in there, too, if you want. But as a whole, when you look at this team, every position that you go down, you can make a case for a positive output from that position. You look at the catcher position. Austin Hedges is one of the best defensive catchers in all of baseball, which will probably help the young pitchers that the Pirates have at their disposal. First base, you have Carlos Santana and G-Man Choi. Both of those guys have their own unique skill sets and will help this team in their own way. Rodolfo Castro, if he works out, you have a second baseman. If he doesn't, Leover Piguero, Nick Gonzalez, and others can fight for that spot. You have one of the best, if not the best, gloves in all of baseball at third base in key, Brian Hayes. Can his offensive output finally meet the defensive output, or at least be in the range of it? O'Neill Cruz, the sky is the limit for the kid. He's only going to get better. How much better does he get in 2023? And if he takes a superstar leap, does that help the Pirates become a winning baseball team? Jack Sawinski headlines a big group of young outfielders right now that the Pirates are going to need answers on and get looks on, but it's only going to make those players better because they're going to be fighting for one position. Then you have Brian Reynolds, who is still here will likely still be here heading into 2023, is likely still the Pirates' best player overall in terms of what he offers to the team in center field and with his bat. Then you have the return of Andrew McCutcheon, who undoubtedly is going to help this team, at least from a more morality standpoint. Then you look at the pitchers. Mitch Keller and Rolante Contreras took very good steps last year. Do they continue to get better? Rich Hill is Rich Hill and Vince Velasquez. Maybe not as much on Velasquez, but Rich Hill is a very reliable pitcher. He's going to give you five innings. JT Brubaker is returning. Then you have Quinn Priester, Johan Oviedo, Luis Ortiz, and Mike Burrows that are guys that are going to eventually come up and make that pitching staff better. Then you look at the bullpen. We're going to probably get a healthy David Bednar this year. How do Robert Stevenson, Dwayne Underwood, Will Crow, and Yarlin Garcia and the rest of that group? perform? Do they perform up to standard? You can make an argument for each position group that the Pirates are going to have heading into 2023 as they currently stand that can offer some kind of positive output for this baseball team moving forward. That is something that we haven't seen in Pittsburgh for the Pirates in quite some time. Relish in it. It is a phenomenal thing. Now, when I say expectations for this team, it's not wrong of you to think the Pirates can win 83 games if everything goes right. It's not wrong of you to say that the Pirates can compete for a wildcard spot if everything goes right. But remember to keep your expectations modest. Keep them realistic. This is not a World Series roster. This is not a playoff contending roster. Could they get to the playoffs? Sure. Do they do anything there? You never know in the playoffs. Look at the Phillies. But I doubt that they do, even if they were to get a wild card spot in a very, very loaded National League. It's okay to be optimistic about this baseball team. It is. It's perfectly fine. 
it's okay to praise the front office and management group for actually going out and spending some money this offseason, albeit it wasn't a crazy amount, but it was a good amount on players that are going to help this team look and get better. That's fine. It is okay to be optimistic about this stuff. And 2023, as far as my expectation goes, just show life. Look like a Major League Baseball team for 162 games. Be competitive against the top teams in the National League and the American League. Of course, they play all 30 teams this year. Do what you did last year. Look good against the Yankees. Look good against the Dodgers, the Cardinals, the Padres, the Phillies. Look good against these teams. And ultimately, beat the teams that you're supposed to beat. That's going to be another big thing. The Reds are a team the Pirates should beat. The Tigers, like teams that are in that kind of same group, the Pirates, I believe, have enough firepower now to beat those teams. If they want to be a competitive baseball team, record-wise and just in general, beat the teams you're supposed to beat, look like a Major League Baseball team, compete against the top teams in the league, and ultimately it'll all fall into place. But I think all that we want in 2023 from the Pittsburgh Pirates is steps forward. They've taken little tiny steps forward the last couple of years. But I really think that myself, listeners of this podcast, and Pirates fans everywhere who should listen to this podcast just want answers and they want optimism to look forward to for the next couple years. That's all they want. That's all I want. Give me something to talk about that's cheery and happy every day rather than Dennis Eckersley calling this group a hodgepodge of nothingness. For the Pirates in 2023, this should be your expectation. Make the team fun, competitive, and win some baseball games. That should be the expectations for this team in 2023. The win total will fall in place. The progression of the young prospects will fall in place. Veterans will fall in place. It'll all fall in place. If they have fun, they remain competitive and win some baseball games. Thank you guys for tuning in to the Locked On Pirates podcast, as you always do here on the Locked On Podcast Network. I am, of course, your host who does the most, Ethan Smith. I hope you guys all have a wonderful rest of your Thursday. I will be back tomorrow to talk about some things. Make sure you go check out the Locked On MLB Prospects podcast again with Lindsey Crosby. Check out Locked On MLB with Paul Francis Sullivan. Please call him Sully. Check out the Locked On Steelers podcast with Christopher Carter, the Locked On Penguins podcast with Hunter Hodes, and all of the podcasts we have to offer here on the Locked On Podcast Network. And go make some money on the FanDuel Sportsbook. Guys, thank you so much. Have a wonderful rest of your Thursday, and I will see you on the flip side.